Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Welcome into the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, Steve Zarki, he is down in Indianapolis, so the pipe bomb is here steering the ship. So buckle up, everybody. <laughs> Double up on that Hans device. It's going to be a bumpy ride. We got a great show for you today. Like I said, Steve is in Indianapolis. He's going to join us live uh, the first two segments of the one o'clock hour you do not want to miss that you got the indy car uh the grand prix of indianapolis being run today and uh we, you know we worked with our good friends at indianapolis motor speedway got them to start that race just a half an hour after the show ends so you can listen to us straight through to two o'clock and then right after that it'll be the green flag of the indy car race now uh, Eddie Lapine is going to join us as well in the second hour. We'll get some uh, fantastic NASCAR insight from uh, both Dennis Michelson and Lori Monroe as well. Now, while Steve is in Indianapolis, he did come in Wednesday night, and uh, me and him recorded a couple segments talking NASCAR. And wow, what a week full of news in racing. Uh, everything from the sale of NASCAR, the big penalties that got handed down after Dover, uh, affecting uh, Justin Allgaier on the Xfinity side, affecting Daniel Suarez and his third-place finish from Dover, Clint Boyer and his second-place finish from Dover. It's just been a crazy week, and obviously the biggest news uh, the France family possibly looking to sell NASCAR. So I know Dennis and Lori are going to get into that. Me and Steve talked about that as well. There are also some good comments on that, uh, both from Kevin Harvick and from Eric Almarola. Almarola basically said, as long as I have a ride, I don't care who the crap owns NASCAR. And I couldn't agree with them more. So uh, <laughs> that was uh, a nice a nice way to put it for Almarola. Uh, we got a good uh, story about him, and he's just brimming with confidence. He moves over to Stuart Haas this season, and obviously he is running so much better uh, than he's run in his career. You can check that out at the Final Inspection page on Facebook. 
Just search TFI for the final inspection show. You'll find us just fantastic uh, content posted there all the time. Steve Zaki does a heck of a job with uh, old-time pictures from uh, Great Lakes Dragaway, one of our fantastic sponsors, um, and uh, David Hobbs Honda, another great sponsor of ours. But fantastic, you know, old drag racing pictures from, uh, you know, from Great Lakes, uh, IndyCar pictures from the Milwaukee Mile. Uh, he's got live video that he posted today from being at the Grand Prix of Indianapolis. So definitely go over to Facebook, look for TFI, the final inspection show, and uh, and you'll find us, and it's fantastic. We're also on Twitter, so uh, hit us up at both places. Like I said, the um, well, for today, okay, the NASCAR series, they run at Kansas tonight. Kevin Harvick, uh, he's on the pole. Ryan Blaney joins him on the front row. Uh, Kyle Busch, Al Marola, and Brad Keselowski complete the top five in qualifying. There were six drivers that did not make a qualifying attempt, including Clint Boyer, Matt D. Benedetto, Casey Kane, Timmy Hill, Michael McDowell, and the the last one of the six, Matt Kenseth, making his return to Kansas. Uh, you know, his return to NASCAR for Roush Racing, racing and Kansas. Uh, it seems like Kenseth is going to run a lot of races uh, the rest of the way this season. So uh, it's great for all of us here in Wisconsin, Matt Kenseth fans. Not so good if you're Trevor Bain. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, all six of those guys will have to start from the rear tonight. Uh, they could not get through inspection on time and therefore did not make a qualifying run. So Matt Kenseth uh, starts behind the eight ball on his first race back in the Cup Series. So let us know. Hit us up on Facebook. Let us know where you think Matt Kenseth is going to uh, going to finish this race. You know, he he wasn't great in practice. He was in the mid-20s uh, as far as speed. So, you know, it right now if you had to look at it, it looks like the problems are a lot deeper at Roush Fenway than just the drivers. Uh, Trevor Bain, his struggles have been well documented. He's only averaging maybe, you know, like a 26th, 27th place finish on the season. Ricky Stenhouse has had a couple weeks, uh, a couple decent weeks lately. So his uh, finishing position for the course of the season is getting better, but it's not great as well. So, let us know where you think Matt Kenseth is going to finish uh, tonight. I think that if he ends up in the top 20, I think it'll be a successful race back for him. Like I said, you know, the, he did, the car did not practice well. They're not showing a lot of speed. So while he definitely has the talent, and there's no question about uh, the talent behind the wheel, it's what's under the hood that might hold him back. Starting from the rear obviously does not help his cause. So we'll see. We'll see. We wish Matt Kenseth luck. And uh, and we'll definitely be watching Green Flag tonight, uh, 710. So hopefully you got the two TVs set up, watch NASCAR race and the Brewers at the same time. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here. Like I said, uh, me and Steve... We uh, we recorded a couple segments Wednesday night talking about uh, the week in NASCAR. 
You'll hear those coming up next. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show on 105.7 FM. The Fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway and David Hobbs Honda. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and, of course, David Hobbs Honda. It is Steve Zotke and sitting down with Jeff Orlowski in studio. And no, I am not at two places at once. <laughs> It'd be a cool trick. It would be kind of cool, but uh, we're actually pre-taping a podcast. Details will be announced shortly. And... Um, had to do some promos, and since I'm going down to Indianapolis, and I will be calling in, reporting live from Indianapolis as the festivities begin down at the Brickyard. Um, I we were going to talk some NASCAR during the week here, so, and of course last week was Dover, and it was uh, I must say, it's the most <laughs> of Dover I've watched I think ever, with all the events that were being run there. I, as as listeners may remember, I'm not a big fan of Dover. Don't know why. I, I think it's part of the part of it is the appearance of the track. It just seems cold, refrigerator like. It just and it's it loud. It, I I I've, I didn't I did like uh, when I was watching. I think it was qualifying on Friday, and Kyle Busch was even saying how loud it was in the infield in the garage area, and it was like. Uh, almost kind of saying like, God, this is really irritating because I mean, <laughs> there is something cool about hearing a NASCAR race car. Like when you're up at Elkhart Lake, you can hear them go through the shifts and going through the corners. There's something kind of magical about that. That's a good sound. You know, that rumbling of a V8 or when you hear them at, at Daytona, if you've ever been to Daytona uh, during qualifying, and you hear that, that sound of the one car going around like in the old days, just, you know, hearing it echoing and you can hear them going through the turn two down the back stretch. There's something about that sound. It's just so cool. Or even a pack of them in that. But when you get to places like Bristol or, or Dover, yeah, it, it, you know, uh, okay, it's the racing is cool in that. But, man, after a while, it gives you that low-grade headache. And, and I've gotten that low-grade headache at – Milwaukee too. I mean, if you're sitting in the infield in that and you can't take that break or if you're not wearing headphones and doing, you know, listening to the pit stops or safety or whatever you're doing, listening to it, it can kind of get on you. Can't you? It can. It, for me, you know, you know, the music I listen to, so it doesn't bother me much. I, for me, and what kind of music is that? Jeff? <laughs> you know, a little heavy metal. Okay. So I love I mean, it. I like, I like, I like my rock music with a little bit of <clears throat> behind it, but you're on a whole totally different level with me. Yeah, you know. It, uh, I'm Jimmy Page and Hendrix and all that kind of stuff. The old, early, I guess, I get, well, some people call what Zeppelin the first metal band, but yeah. it's like uh, you're on a totally. Slayer, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But So I love it, man. My One of my favorite things every year was when I would uh, – I used to go to the Chicagoland Speedway race every year. Yeah. And we'd always sit, like, right at the exit 
uh, of turn four. Well, what's nice with Chicagoland is the sound can go. Right, yeah. It's, and that, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That's yeah. the point I'm making is is tracks like Chicagoland and then Daytona, of course, is, is magical in itself. Right. But like Bristol and Dover, when you're in that bowl, it oh, can yeah. get, can, you know. Yeah. Oh, I remember going to Milwaukee with the old grandstand with the cover when the Hemis were still running. Mm-hmm. And I was a kid. You're <laughs> talking. And this was before we had earplugs. You know, I'm like six years old sitting at the top. Man, I tell you what. Your ears were ringing. Oh, I bet. You know, that's I why I still to the, <laughs> when my wife yells at me here, I'm going, huh? Huh? Because <laughs> I was listening to guys like Butch Hartman and Jack Belcher and those guys, you know, and, and whatnot when I was a kid, you know, it, screaming V8s and Hemis and loudness. Yeah, I just, I always loved when they're coming to take the green flag, whether it's to start the race or after a caution on a restart. And you got 43 cars just pedal to the metal at the same time. It gets your attention. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. That just, yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah, the one hair, of the cool hair, moments. If the hair doesn't rise on the back of your neck, then something's, but something's wrong. Then, you know, obviously I'm not the smartest guy in the world because I went to uh, see the NHRA, you know, at yeah. uh, Route 66 that's, a couple times. That's a, <laughs> now that's in a totally another class. Oh, God. That is... There was a video a couple, I want to say a year or two ago. Guy's never been to a drag race. Okay. And so, and no, no, nothing in the ears. And, <laughs> and they're down a little ways. They're not like right at the starting line, but they're probably maybe halfway down. Okay. So, and you, and you hear the, you know, to do a little bit of a burnout and, oh, he gets his attention, but he doesn't really know what's going on, you know, what's coming. Right. And so they got the. It must have been one of the early iPhones. So I'm, th- you know, so the guy's kind of filming without the guy knowing mm-hmm. he's being filmed. You know, and he, he's talking. You see him talking to the guy. You're on his left, and he's talking to the person on his right. Oh yeah, this is kind of cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he's going. Oh yeah, it's my first race. Blah, blah, blah. And then the lights go, <laughs> and this kid, this guy, you know, he's a guy about forty or something. You know, and he you know, kind of you know the nice shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, and he jumped. I mean, he just jumped out of his skin. You know, <laughs> that sound and it it just shakes everything. It's awesome. Yeah, it it, it when I mean, I I've been on the starting line at Great Lakes Dragway, mm-hmm. the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Legendary. Indeed. I've had the opportunity to do some filming and video and still pictures between you know some alcohol burning cars. Right. They're not any. It's not John Force, but these are some of the 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 Chicago wise guys in that who are running Nitro in that, and those guys. I mean, that's who they get your attention. I mean, you you feel it in the chest. Oh and yeah. you're just it it it's exhilarating. I love it. Oh yeah, it it is incredible. I love it, but that's why I'm same way, you know, half deaf too, because <laughs> <laughs> between the concerts and not, you know, I. The, the NHRA I went to was the only time in my life I ever put uh, earplugs in, and I'm and you really have to. I I'm, mean, it yeah, is you do you do you have to. Yeah, you, there's no way you can have fun if you don't, yeah. because you're just going to be in physical pain, and you can seriously damage your 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 ears. I mean, that oh, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. 
I don't know if you're going to have blood trickling out of your ear, but you could. I mean, it, yeah, it's serious stuff. You, yeah. And especially what we know now, nowadays. But, I mean, it's funny. You talk to any race car driver over the age of 60 or 70 years old, they they are either stone deaf or they have a hearing aid. Mm-hmm. And most of the uh, drivers have hearing aids. Right. You know, I, I think Richard Petty does, and and it's it's to the point now where you can barely tell, right? Because they're so small now. But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, even my dad, my yeah, you know, we were on last ten years of his life. My mom and I were, you know, my mom was worried that he was getting Alzheimer's. Yeah, he just couldn't hear anything. <laughs> we, then we, I go, mom, you know what? Because you, you you would talk to him, hey, uh, you know, uh, about last, you know, yesterday when we talked about so and so, he's like, what? What do you mean? You know, I was having a conversation. He couldn't hear a thing, but he wasn't going <laughs> to admit it. And no, I'm not getting a hearing aid. And I said, no, he's just he's stone deaf. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell you what, let's take a break, and we'll, we'll talk more NASCAR coming up in a moment. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure you check out greatlakesdragway.com and, of course, David Hobbs Honda. They'll put you in a Honda, whether it's new or used. Make sure you check out davidhobbs.com for all that information. And uh, some news this week on the truck side, and uh, that is NASCAR and Camping World expands their partnership to provide Gander Outdoors the entitlement position. So Gander Outdoors naming rights for the truck series begins in 2019. So it's now going to be called Jeff. The NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. So N G O T S. Nagots. Ngots. Maybe Ngots. Yeah, that sounds Even good. Even though the, the. Yeah, Ngots. There you go. You know, the Ngots series. It sounds weird, but I'll tell you when they went from the Craftsman Truck Series to Camping World, I thought it would, I would never get used to saying Camping World, and now it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Camping World's okay. I mean, a Craftsman, it was a perfect. I mean, Craftsman. Absolutely. Craftsman was up there almost with, with Winston, Winston Cup. Cup. Yep. Winston Cup was easy. Oh, absolutely. Winston Cup. Now it's Monster Energy brought to you by the France family and those firstborn and the second ch- cousins of yep. Rupert and the entitlement of so and you know. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm exaggerating a bit, but Winston Cup Craftsman Truck Series. Now it's the Gander Out let's see NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series. I mean I guess gander has enough of a you know people know what what it means gander outdoors mm-hmm. you know hunting and there's there's a lot of crossover between the two somewhere Dale Earnhardt smiling right Dale oh, yeah. Earnhardt senior so I mean there's a lot of NASCAR people that hunt it makes sense but I just you know it's just gonna take a while it just takes a while yeah no big deal just takes a while and then of course we had the, the truck series and we talked a little bit about it last week of course. Uh, Johnny Sauter. Yeah, yep. Yeah, picked up a nice win, and uh, 
Uh, Noah Gregson, we talked about, you know, his post-race reaction to uh, to getting into solder and and all that. A uh, learning. It was a, a, a learning exercise. Yeah, it was a good learning moment for him. And Johnny, I mean, he's the favorite for the championship, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's him and with, with Joel Shear Jr., you know, they've worked together for so long. It's I don't want to say it's an unfair advantage, but it's almost an unfair advantage there. They're, you know, they're, they're looking that good. They are. And, you know, am I willing to count out Matt Crafton yet? No. No. Uh, you know, Crafton's going to pull a win or two or four before, you know, before it gets down to to uh, title time and, and all that. So, but, yeah, you know, Sauter is definitely heads, heads and shoulder above the rest as the favorite as of now to win the truck title. And then we got uh, Justin Algar winning uh, the Xfinity Series. And sort then, of. Sort of, then with a penalty. Yeah, wins a race, and then he had uh, some rear suspension penalty. So, you know, you can't call it a cucumbered win anymore. But, uh, you know, it's definitely not going to count. He's, he doesn't have a uh, uh, claimed stake in I did the like playoffs. The st- I did like this statement, though, from JR Motors. I did, too. For, for, for the number seven car, uh, and I'm just going to read it because I think it's uh, this good. Statement from Kelly Earnhardt Miller, general manager of JR Motorsports, regarding the penalties incurred by the number seven team from the race at Dover International Speedway. The team will not appeal the penalties. Quote, as a highly competitive race team, the challenges for wins each and every weekend were deeply disappointed and frustrated in today's ruling. We strive to produce race victories for JR Motorsports' Partners, fans, and employees while adhering to the rule book, said Kelly Earnhardt Miller, general manager of JR Motorsports. To that end, the number seven team put on a winning performance in Saturday's race and received damage on the last lap that we believe contributed to this inf- to this infraction. We will never fault ourselves for that. Very well said. I think so too. Very well said. We're not taking blame for it. We believe that it was caused due to uh, the contact in the in, in the final laps, and it is what it is. It, you know, and we kind of went through this, uh, and it, it settled down recently. But a, a couple times, what over the last couple of years, and there are some whispers in the pit pit lane uh, about these cars that are burning up, doing victory donuts and that, yep. and basically eliminating any any evidence of any infractions. Or when they're on the cool-down lap and they're sitting there swerving their car trying to knock right. things back into place as or well. Or there's been, there's been also talk of, of uh, uh, t- you know cars brushing up against the wall, that kind of stuff. And that's been going on for years. But I, I, I think it's kind of, you know, I like that statement. There's a situation in Milwaukee back in 1983 in which Alan Zerf Sr. won, won the, uh, the June race at, at – at, uh, no, I'm sorry. I take the back. Tom Sneva won the race, uh, and he pulled into the pits, and everybody jumped on the down uh, on the side pods, and the the they measured the car after the race. It was too low, and George McNaughty, the chief mechanic, saying we had like ten people, and there's photos in Victory Lane, everybody's stepping on the on on the, on the side pods, everybody's jumping. There's people all over the car, and they missed it by. You know, hundreds of an inch, something real, real small margin. Right. And he's like, come on, look at, it's there in plain sight. 
and they gave the win to Al Ellinger Sr. And then they uh, went through the appeal process, and then finally a month or two later they said, okay, the, the appeals board you know, heard it and said, yeah, this is ridiculous, and gave the, the win back to Tom Sneva. But, you know, that, that's a case where, you know, I, okay, maybe, I don't know. It just, it's I, a, I just like what they said, and I, I agree with, with the seven team. Yeah, uh, that's. It was, a, it's a fantastic statement. Uh, you know, would I be surprised if it, you know, obviously the only people that know is his race team, whether, you know, it was legal or not. Would I be surprised if it was legal? No. Would I be surprised if it's if his car was illegal? No. So it is what it is. It was a fantastic statement. I loved it. Yeah. But he wasn't the only one to get penalized. Uh, you know, last NASCAR lowered the boom on uh, on some cup drivers as well. You had uh, Daniel Suarez. He finished third and uh, and had a fantastic race. He got uh, penalized because the rear window was not flush to the car's rear deck li- uh, lid. That cost him 20 driver's points. Uh, crew chief suspended. And for those wondering, he gets usually would have gotten 46, so almost half those points. Basically, that takes him from a points point of view, from a points point of view, from third place. Uh, so they took 20 away. Mm-hmm. So they give him a 26. That's equivalent to an 11th place finish. Yeah, you know, and he loses his car chief for for two weeks. Uh, and then Clint Boyer, who finished second, had a fantastic run. He was penalized for the same thing that Harvick got nailed for early in the year, where the rear window wasn't rigid yeah. all the way across. Same thing. He loses 20 points. Uh, crew chief fined 50 grand as well. So, you know, they they definitely lowered the hammer. And then uh, the weasel, Austin Dillon. Got penalized because the splitter uh, on his car was not within NASCAR specifications. His car chief gets suspended for one race, and uh, the his crew chief Justin Alexander gets fined twenty five large as well. So, and Kevin Harvick, of course, was the winner. It's his fourth race win of the year, edging uh, Kyle Busch, who has the three wins, and dominating, especially the second half of the race. He basically passed uh, Boyer. Uh, if we forget how many laps to go, 40 laps or whatever it was to take the win. He led 201 of the 400 laps, so just over half of the laps Harvick won. Uh, Brad Keselowski, who looked good earlier, he led uh, 108 laps. Other other drivers that led, of course, was Boyer. Um, Joey Logano, your buddy, led one <laughs> lap, uh, among others that, that led there. Who else was here? We got... Um, Ricky Stenhouse. Yeah, he got up front finally. Yeah, and Alex Bowman was looking good there, too, for a while. He was. Um, Jimmy Johnson finished ninth. He was running top five for some yeah. of the race. He was looking good. Uh, we've now gone, it's now been a year, I guess, since his last win. Now. Yep, it has. And we've talked about this early in the year. We're not concerned yet. Are you concerned no. yet? No. Nope, I give him because, another. I give him another two months. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's exactly right. Because we got until you know, crunch time. He's got enough equity built up in. Well, that's yeah, that, that yeah, that's you know, true. him and Chad. But he can, there, there's no. Are you worried about him not making the chase? No, not at all. E- either am I. You know, he's still going to get in now, with that race and with Harvick dominating. There was good racing. 
you know, if you if you're just looking at the at the box score at the end of the race yeah. and you see that the margin of victory was like seven seconds, seven and a half seconds, you would think it's pretty boring. But the fact Keslowski and Harvick had one heck of a battle for the lead there that lasted like twenty laps. You know, twenty five laps, which was exciting. And then when Harvick passed Boyer uh for the eventual winning pass of the race you know, they didn't race each other like teammates either. They were going pretty hard at each other, and finally uh, Boyer got loose and Harvick was able to to wheel by him. But, uh, you know, it, it was a, another great performance by the four car, and it sets up that 4-18 and 18 kind of head-to-head showdown um, is how it's looking, you know, at least early in the season. Matt Kenseth returns this week for Kansas in the six car. Oh, yeah. Which is vacated for this race. By Trevor Bain. Trevor Bain finished nineteenth. Um, what are we expecting from Matt Kenseth this week? I don't expect him to light the world on fire. I I think a good race for him would be top fifteen, uh, and maybe even top twenty, considering he's been out of the car for you know he's missed what what how was the eleven he, races? What if he finishes like a ninth or eighth? If he finishes eighth or eighth or ninth, if I was Roush, I would fire Trevor Bain that same day. Now the Scuttlebutt is they had the sponsor he or he brought the sponsor, but it was a way for them to, uh, you know, tre- Trevor Bain is on shaky ground, isn't he? Of course, he's in a no-win situation. His performance has not been where it. You know, his performance hasn't been there. He's averaging like you know, a 27th, 28th place finishing position. And if Matt Kenseth can come cold off the street and put that thing in the top 10, that shows you that you have decent equipment and it's a driver issue. Now, if Matt Kenseth runs a clean race, no mechanical problems, no pit road problems, he doesn't crash into anything, nobody crashes into him, and he and and Kenseth can only race it to a 25th, 26th place finish, then it shows you that it's the equipment and that you have deeper problems in the team itself. But Trevor Baines in a completely unenviable position here because not only is he on the sidelines, he doesn't even hold his own fate in his hands anymore, you know, because of the chance that Kenseth is getting. If you're Trevor Bain, you're rooting like hell against Matt Kenseth this week. Yeah, you certainly are. Um, of course, it's Saturday. It's Saturday race in Kansas, so we love Saturday night races. Should be interesting. And uh, what are we looking for this week? You know, it's it's hard not to uh, you know like the same the same cast of characters. You yeah. got to think that Harvick's going to be good. You got to think Kyle Busch is going to be good. You got to think Truex. Martin Truex yep. is going to be good. Uh, I'm sure Kyle Larson is going to be running towards the front as well. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I would have to go. It's hard to go against Harvick, but I'm going to say that Truex picks up the win this week. And Kenseth runs really good at Kansas. At Kansas. He does run really good at Kansas. Uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> like I said, man, poor Trevor Bain. And, you know. He's and a good kid, but, he you is know, a good darn kid. it. You know. I feel bad for him because of the MS and all that kind of stuff. Right. But he had his own fate in his hands. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that Bain will tell you it's the equipment. 
And I'm sure that Roush is thinking that it's the driver. Yeah, it is. They've fallen back. They are definitely, you know, not a top four. I mean, Penske and and Stuart Haas has run with that mantle. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And, I mean, unfortunately, it is a performance-rated sport. I mean, and trust me, if, if Danica had won a race last year, She'd still be running NASCAR. Absolutely. So absolutely. You know, even if she won in her rookie year, she would have a lifetime contract in NASCAR. Yeah. Tell you what, I'm gonna run down to Indianapolis real quick. I'm gonna jump in my car and we'll talk a little bit more later. Sounds good, boss. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and a David Hobbs Honda. Welcome back to the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM. The fan, Dennis Michelson, Lori Monroe from Race Talk Radio. That means it's time to go in-depth with your NASCAR coverage. And Lori Monroe, oh my goodness, the last couple of weeks, we're expecting mayhem at Talladega and Dover. We get pretty tame races, but entertaining races. And how about Mr. Harvick, fourth win of the season? Yeah, I almost thought Boyer was going to have it. He was sort of my pick for the uh, for the weekend, but I thoroughly enjoyed Dover. I just thought it was it was almost more entertaining, in my opinion, than Talladega was. I really thought we had some good finishes. Love seeing Algaier get that win as well in the Xfinity race. I think all in all, it was a pretty darn good weekend. Weather threatened most of the weekend, but they got away with uh, almost, you know, what, like what, one rain delay the whole time? Well, I mean, that rain delay, all that was, was Noah Gregson's tears. <laughs> I've never seen anything so dejected in my life. <laughs> that poor kid. But, you know, that's what happens. It's the tears of a clown. Oh, my that goodness. That was awful. That Just was awful. That was absolutely awful, but... Harvick at the end of that cup race showed why this guy earned the nickname, the closer. He just wore Clint Boyer out. He did, but the guy wins basically all the stages. So how can you really even call him the closer? He's the dominator in my opinion. No, that's a good point. That is a good point indeed. And now this is his year. He's just on it. I don't think you could. I don't think you can do anything to mess up their year at this point. But then again, it is what May. May what? It's just May. It's May, and it's it's early, but there seems to be this big sort of the the Stuart Haas racing Fords and the Penske Fords. Now I know Penske hasn't you know, going on this big winning tear or anything by any stretch of the imagination. But each and every week, those appear to be the best two teams overall. I mean, Kyle Busch has won his fair share of races this season. But those two Ford teams look like they're the class of the of, of NASCAR at the cup level anyway. Well, it does. But if you add up both teams, that's almost half the field right there. So yeah. I think your odds are pretty darn good. The fact that both those teams are so strong, both those organizations are strong, uh, they're, they're just doing so well. They could do a little bit better, though, but they can, they're doing well. Since the last time we got a chance to talk to the good folks from Milwaukee, a lot has happened. Back at Talladega, Spencer Gallagher winning the race and then failing 
his his uh, drug test mm-hmm. and and having to go on the road to recovery. The thing with that is those drug tests take a while to be adjudicated. He basically knew that he was going to get busted before Talladega. Should they have a system in place where they take these guys out of action and until all is said and done? Because I guarantee that wasn't a drug test that happened at Talladega. I have such mixed emotions about all of this. I was so happy for Gallagher winning that race. And then afterwards to hear all of this come down, how disappointing. And the thing is, it just tells you how stupid some of these guys are. I don't care if it's the driver or somebody on the crew. There's going to be drug testing. And if they think they're so smart that they're going to get around the system somehow or they're not going to catch me or whatever, I just have to question their mentality. Either that is a very is someone so full of full of themselves and bravado or just plain stupid. I just don't know. But I just I think you're going into the sport or any sport, anything that requires you to be of sound mind. And this just even means just driving down your local highway. If you're on drugs, you really don't deserve to be behind the wheel of anything. Very disappointing. Now, I was uh, I was just absolutely disgusted by this. And I don't, you know, when the story came out, the story broke. It was quickly, oh, it was just pot. Who cares? I don't care what it was. Oh, where did you hear that? No one has, I've, I have looked, I have searched. Nobody seems to know exactly what it was. Where did you get pot from? I dug through some of the back and forth on some Twitter comments. And that is the, that's the rumor that was going around. It's a rumor and that's it's a it. Rumor. But it's just a rumor. But it was, it was sort of bringing up the LaJoy thing. Remember when LaJoy got busted oh, a yeah. while back? Uh, not not Corey, the kid. But it was Randy, Randy. Driving a golf cart, smoking pot. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the comparison that was being made, was that this was pot-related. Because quickly it was the, the old defense. Well, it's legal in some of the states now. And, you know, all this other stuff. And uh, Like, I don't care. It's illegal in NASCAR. You yeah. know what the rules exactly. are. Exactly. You know what the rules are when you agree to Period. race in NASCAR, and you violated them. Yeah. It, Goodbye. To yeah. me, it, it, it makes no sense that you'd even try to defend the guy. And and I'm just kind of, is the penalty strong enough in NASCAR right now? Because we seem to see about three to five people, whether it's drivers, mainly crewmen, that are busted each and every year for this. I, is it a is is it strict enough? Do we need to be stricter rules? Does it need to be a longer penalty? I, well, it, all it seems to be is if you say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'll go on the road to recovery," then everything's okay again. Yeah, I and, I, I just don't buy that. I I'm sorry. It's you knew going in that it was not allowed. That's all I need to know. No. Very, uh, very sad. And the other sad news coming out of Talladega, of course, the passing of James Harvey Hilton and his son. I just, I was so taken aback by this. This is a legend. This is a guy that has given his life to the sport of motor racing. This is an old school racer. 
And I guess what was more disappointing than anything else was the lack of a real good tribute to him on any of the NASCAR broadcasts. This is a guy that finished second to Richard Petty a couple of times in the championship chase. This was a talented driver in his heyday, but also a guy that epitomized what racing's all about. I just find it so ironic in situations like this or with people like Davey Allison. These guys who drive race cars and they go out there and they defy death and yet they die tragically in a road accident that is just so it's just so ironic and just so so sad you know it's never good to draw to die in your race car but you keep defying the odds with each lap you take each lap you take and here you are on a, a highway and something happens it just it just it's just not fair just proves once again that the most dangerous part of racing is getting to and from the track. Yeah, exactly. Crazy indeed. Well, we just scratched the tip of the NASCAR iceberg of news. We'll be back with more NASCAR coverage. You're listening to the Final Inspection, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Thank you, Dennis and Lori. We'll be back with them later Uh, to get their predictions and more in the world of NASCAR coming up in our second hour. Action-packed first hour here as uh, right after the top of the hour, we're going to be joined by the man, Mr. Steve Zaki. He's going to join the show live from Indianapolis. He's down there for the Grand Prix of Indianapolis. IndyCar ramping up on their... uh, Way to the Indy 500 coming up in a couple of weeks. So Steve Zaki is going to join us. And when Eddie Lapine joins joins us uh, towards the end of the show, uh, we're not going to forget about F1. They're uh, racing in Barcelona tomorrow. So we'll get into uh, into some F1 talk coming up in the next hour. So coming back. We'll have a couple segments with Steve live from Indianapolis, and then we'll get some more uh, Dennis and Lori as well in the next hour. And then, as I said, we'll close the show with Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com to talk F1, get his predictions on F1, Indy, and NASCAR. So busy show, busy show. It marches on coming up next. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show. Right here on 105.7 FM, the fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway. Get down there. I know it's a little chilly. The clouds are uh, overhead. Maybe some rain in the forecast. But check out their website. Go to greatlakesdragaway.com. Uh, you know, call them. Find out if they're if they're racing today. Get down there. It makes a great Mother's Day gift as well if you're late. Um Picking up your Mother's Day gift. Mother's Day is tomorrow, guys. Do not, do not be empty-handed, okay? Happy wife, happy life. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, Great Lakes Dragway, season pass, tickets, you know, fill her up on all that good food down there. Uh, If you get down there early, bring some back. Uh, Just drop it off in the studio, (laughs) bring me some food from Great Lakes Dragway. And we're also brought to you by David Hobbs Honda in Glendale. A Honda would make a nice Mother's Day gift as well. So get down there. They got great deals going on all weekend long, every day actually at at, uh, David Hobbs Honda. But they got a huge sale going on now. 
So check them out as well. When we return, you'll hear from the man, Mr. Steve Zaki. This is the Final Inspection Show, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, and of course, David Hobbs Honda. Uh, joining me on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it's the man himself, live from Indianapolis, Mr. Steve Zaki. Steve, welcome to your own show, sir. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate you letting me be on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you letting me uh, control the ship here. Uh, we haven't hit too many rocks so far, I don't think, but uh, time will tell. How's uh, how's Indianapolis treating you? Your second home down there? Well, it's fantastic. And as I uh, texted one of my uh, one of our ex coworkers uh, earlier, I said it would have been worth just coming down here for the weather because the weather down here has been spectacular. Spectacular. Um, it's in the in, in the early or low 80s today, and yesterday it was 85, and it, it's just uh, uh, just fantastic weather right now. Partly cloudy, so you can actually sit in the infield here with the upcoming uh, Indianapolis Grand Prix and and not get burned because a lot of uh, a lot of Indiana people here are just as white as <laughs> a lot of us in Wisconsin because they've had a rough spring too. Yeah, I bet, and I, uh, I'm sure I uh, join all the listeners in saying thank you for making us all jealous with the weather you're having. Uh, it's not quite 85 here today. I don't think we're going to get there, but uh, maybe it'll get close. So uh, so Grand Prix of Indianapolis today, Will Power, he's got the pole. He uh, almost a full second uh, over the second-place qualifier, Robert Wickens. Uh, Power's got some speed today, huh? He does, and 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 he, it's, it's what he does. He wins the pull here on the road course in Indianapolis. He's been strong. He's always been strong here in the last few races. And uh, but Robert Wickens, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what 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 he's been able to because he's been so close, and he's definitely been the surprise so far this year. And uh, you know, if 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 Power has some issues or maybe gets a bad set of tires, who knows? You know, strategy. Uh, you know, Wickens is going to be the guy. I think he'll be right there. Yeah, you know, in a lot of the top six is the usual cast of characters. Sebastian Bourdais, he qualified third. Hinchcliffe, fourth. Uh, New Garden, sixth. Who... There's one other guy, though. Well, Jordan There's King. Surpri- Jordan King, yes. And uh, with the combined practice, he was actually second quick. It was Power and then Jordan King, the rookie who drives for Ed Carpenter Racing. And then uh, Alexander Rossi, and then the aforementioned Wiccans. So it'd be 
be he's another guy that could uh you know if if the first couple guys falter or have incidents or issues uh Jordan King could be your surprise winner with the uh practices and stuff like that that you've been watching down there how does it look for passing like you know what do you think you have to qualify you know eighth or better to have a legitimate chance at a victory today or 10th or better how do you think the race is going to play out well it's it's it, it's they improved the track a couple of years ago graham rahel uh was one of the drivers that came out there i think hinchcliffe was the other one that they kind of redesigned a couple of the corners so there could be more passing made them a little bit wider and right now there's the indy lights race uh on and indy lights have unfortunately been uh, have had some issues with car counts and that in front of the show aaron Tebet is running uh, he's been running anywhere from uh, second to fifth place. But there's been a lot of passing, and, and it's been quite the competitive race they've been putting on. So there, there's definitely opportunities for uh, drivers to pass on this race course. Yeah, that's great. Hopefully the redesigned corners brings uh, brings a lot more action into this one. Now, you know, it's very nice, and I know you pulled uh, some strings with your buddies down there at Indianapolis Motor Speedway and got them to start the race just a short half hour after our show ends. So I want to I want to thank you for that. Um, what uh, what driver do you expect to kind of turn some heads today? Well, it's definitely Will Power. I mean, he, it, it's his race to lose. I mean, he's running for one of the more iconic teams out there, of course, which is Roger Penske. But, I mean, like I said, Wickens is, is going to be right there. And you can't count out guys like Sebastian Bourdais. Uh, and then Rossi, of course, is running for Andretti. But um, and then uh, Jordan King, I think those are the the few that are going to be up in front. Uh, that It's going to be a competitive race. and uh, It's interesting, when you see it on TV, you know, the grandstands are going to be virtually empty, but there's – there's quite the crowd on the infield here. All the berms, they got berms set up around the road course, and they've been full for the last couple of hours here. And uh, so the, the, I should probably give a little history of the race. This is traditionally used for the last few years. Have been the, was always the opening day of Indianapolis. Well, they would have opening day of practice, and you'd get about 20 cars come out and do some laps, and it wasn't very exciting at all. And then they came up, well, we've got this road course here. Why don't we do something, kind of kick off the, the month of May? And they did that a few years ago. I was trying to think this is, might be the fifth, fourth or fifth. I think it might be the fifth one. Um, and it, it's just a way for them to, you know, it's, it's a great way to kick off the month of May because it kind of gives, uh, you know, like local TV last night was giving a lot of uh, publicity and coverage of the race and qualifying that occurred yesterday. And it kind of puts people, oh, it's May. That's right, Indianapolis. And kind of it's a good way for them to kind of promote the month of May. And they'll probably have, you know, 40, 40 plus thousand people out here. It's not going to look that great on TV, but it's a way to kind of kick off the month of May instead of having 10,000 that would show up for it to be, as a lot of people have admitted, was a pretty boring day of opening practice. Yeah, well, forty thousand—that's that's a heck of a turnout. Now, I tell you what, Milwaukee would still be on the schedule if they were getting forty thousand. Yeah, absolutely. What I hope uh, in this race and and looking down on the uh, on the starting grid and uh, it, I've made no secret I 
I don't like when TV coverage basically just shows the uh, the driver in first place running around all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested. 10th through 12th, you've got uh, Helio with an H uh, because I'm not foreign. <laughs> I, I say Helio. Uh, you got Sato. Helio uh, qualified 10th. You got Takuma Sato in 11th. And you got Tony Kanan in 12th. I think it'll be fantastic if, you know, there's a lot of split screen. I think it's going to be fantastic racing between those three, especially, you know, basically straight out from the, the drop of the green flag. It, it, it's the 40-year-old club. All those guys are in their 40s. You got Kanan racing for the iconic AJ Foyt racing team, and uh, they probably got one of the best drivers uh, to run at Indianapolis. More so for the race that's coming up in the two weeks, not for this race. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, Elio's, Elio's running uh, two races this year, and this is the first one. And then the second one, of course, is the 500 as he goes for his uh, fourth Indianapolis 500 victory. And you got Sato, of course, who won the race uh, last year. And then uh, Tony Kanan, who is probably next to Elio and probably... A few, uh, I'd probably, let's see, Elio, probably Rahel maybe, uh, is, gets the, probably the biggest cheer from the fans. I mean, the, the, the t- when Tony Kanan is introduced on race morning, he always gets probably one of the top three uh, applauses, you know, for noise and that, him and Elio. So very popular driver and very popular win with in Indianapolis. Is there any news on if uh, Castro Neves uh, has sent Noah Gregson a bill for stealing his climbing the fence uh, celebration? <laughs> Gregson wins, a, dominates the truck race last night, uh, gets out of the car to grab the checkered flag, and up he goes on the fence. A lot of people give Tony Stewart the credit, but we all know uh, that it was uh, Helio that yeah. started that. I, I know it's the world of NASCAR. Nothing outside of NASCAR exists, and yeah, I know it. It's funny because Alex Zanardi was the one who started the donuts too. But um, yeah, it's it, was it flattery or imitation is the biggest form of flattery. So um, it's yeah, it's good though. I mean, it's a good win. It's it's good. It's, it's what NASCAR needs: these young kids to start winning these races. Yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, figure out the donut is is one thing, but uh, when it comes to climbing the fence, you know, don't don't steal somebody else's uh, celebration there. And and, and friend of the show uh, who we had on last year, George Steinbrenner, I think the third, and uh, his driver, Colton Herta, just won the Indy Lights race. Nice. Uh, which just ended now. And, uh, yes, it's that same George Steinbrenner. It's his grandson who is a uh, partner in the Indy Lights race with uh, with the race team with uh, Michael Andretti, so that's pretty exciting. Colton Herta, of course, is the son of Brian Herta, who uh, is a part owner of the 98 team, and uh, this kid is good. He, he, he's, he's won in every series he's been in, and uh, it's going to be exciting to see once, once he eventually gets to IndyCar. Yeah, and it was a fantastic interview when we had Steinbrenner on this show last uh, last year. That uh, that was great. Now, getting back to the uh, the Grand Prix of Indy, looking, you got to go way back, way deep in the starting grid and see Scott Dixon only qualified 18th. 
What uh, what's going on with uh, with Dixon? Nothing. It's just it's a new car, and uh, Ganassi hasn't been. Uh, you know, they're they're not the dominant team yet. They haven't really put everything together, and it's you know they're they're also running they're running Hondas, and and it's it's just it's going to take a little bit of while. I mean, he finished on he's he's been on the podium this year, so I'm not worried about him. You know. Scott Dixon is this he's a rock in the IndyCar series and it's it's the you know, the amount of wins that he's had, I think he just passed Bobby Unzer in career wins. It it's amazing what he's been able to do. He's just he's one of these guys though, he he's he's a lot more fun <laughs> than he appears on T V. You ought to hear that while well, he's not, you know, he's just he's just a classy guy. He's you know, he's he's a nice guy and everything, but he just Hasn't really resonated with the fans, unfortunately. But the, the the kid is a driver. Yeah, yeah. I was just I was shocked when I saw him all the way back, starting eighteenth. And nah, uh, he'll be fine. All right, what about Graham Rahal? He goes off seventeenth. That's Graham Rahal, though, and 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 he'll be the first one to admit it that, especially when it comes to qualifying, uh, they have not been consistent, and that goes back to last year where. Uh, you know, he'll qualify in the top 10, you know, on some races and other races, still totally miss the setup. And for whatever reason, you know, the, you'll, you'll always hear people, well, I don't care what series you're in, is how quick, how fast you, you're, you are when you take the car off the truck. So if you're fast in that first session, you just start fine-tuning that car and it, it's amazing how they'll put you ahead. If if you you miss that setup coming off the truck, now you're chasing the setup, and that just puts you behind. Now, eventually, sometimes you can catch up, and they're continually making adjustments in the race, but they might be making bigger adjustments than some of the other other teams, and that's probably the situation with rail. Unfortunately, they they just missed the setup. They're yeah. playing catch up. And you know he, and like I said, he's the first one to admit it. That unfortunately, that's kind of an issue they've been having with uh, just they're not fast right off the bat. All right, well we got to get to break here, Steve. Are you able to hold off your fans for uh, one more segment? And uh, I certainly can. Okay, the autograph line down in Indianapolis can wait wait a couple minutes. <laughs> yes. All right, fantastic. Hang on, we'll get right back. To Steve Zaki, after this short commercial break, you're listening to the Final Inspection Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway and David Hobbs Honda. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Get out there, watch fast cars, eat good food, and, of course, David Hobbs Honda in Glendale. Get out there and buy your wife a new car for Mother's Day. She'll love you for it forever. Let's get back out to the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, Mr. Steve Zaki. Welcome back to your own show, Steve. 
I appreciate you uh, having me on. Thanks. <laughs> so what's the best uh, best thing so far uh, that you've seen this weekend down in Indianapolis? Well, probably that last lap, the Indy, Indy Lights race was pretty exciting uh, with Colton Herta getting the win. And uh, make sure you check out NBC Sports Network for that uh, coming up in the, in the week or online, too. You can always check out Indy. IndyCar is an excellent Facebook site. They do post a lot of the live videos and, and, and stuff on there. The content is awesome, especially if you have a smart TV. Uh, you know, just flip it on. You can just have it on in the background and watch all the festivities that are going on down here today at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, I know we talked about a little bit about the uh, problems with car counts in the Indy Lights series, but that is actually a very entertaining series. Where did uh, where it, did our buddy uh, Tealitz finish? Tealitz, I don't have. I'm I'm away from the scoring uh, feed here, so. All right. And you know, to to make sure that you you can hear my silky voice on the radio, I'm kind of over an area where no reception is good. So. I hear you. I hear you. So uh, obviously, you got a top five, I think. Awesome. Oh, congratulations <laughs> to him. Or at least a top ten, I know for sure. <laughs> so uh, so the Grand Prix of Indianapolis kind of kicks off the uh, rundown to the Indy 500, huh? It certainly does. And uh, like I said in the previous segment, it's a great way for kind of the whole area, the whole Indianapolis metro area to kind of get into the racing mode here at the Speedway. And in the past, you know, it would just be the first day of practice, you know, <laughs> you know, we'd have 10,000 people. Today, it's a beautiful day, partly cloudy. It's about 85. We're going to have probably about 40,000 people here. Should be an entertaining race on the road course. And, you know, if I have the choice of just a regular opening day or watching the cars on the, you know, Indy cars on a road course, you know, this is, I think it's, it's, it's a great way for, uh, especially when the weather is nice and, Seeing the, the the berms and, and that they have built into the uh, infield here, uh, which you'll see on TV, it, it, it's a it's a it's a pretty good crowd that they're having today. Yeah, absolutely. But it's an infield infield crowd. You know, there's not too many people in the, in the stands because, well, because of the layout. But even even though those are in the stands, you know, with the monitors and that they have now at the speedway, you know, it's not like it was in the '70s or something, or even the '80s. You know, you got monitors all around, so you can see pretty much the whole track. If you can't see it, you know, from with your eyes, with the seat you're from, you can definitely see it by a monitor. Yeah, and well, this is what the first weekend of uh, the next hundred that you'll be down in Indianapolis, huh? <laughs> yes, and then of course uh, practice uh, starts on Monday, since tomorrow is uh, Mother's Day, and it's also a way. It's also a day for a lot of the crews to switch over the cars. Some of those cars that have switch either from a road course to a speedway configuration or those that have the luxury just bring in the speedway cars that are already uh, set to go. Um, and then also for the, the track itself, for them to switch over uh, from the, from the uh, road course to the speedway configuration, which used to take them – four to five hours and they can do a lot quicker now, but it just gives them a, it gives the speedway to get the facilities in, uh, in shape for the month of May. Yeah. Now I know that me and you kind of fall on opposite sides of, uh, of the road course versus oval debate. 
So do you, do you enjoy the Grand Prix of Indian? I know, obviously, the 500 has all the pomp and circumstance and history and all that. But as far as watching the actual racing, which one do you enjoy more? Oh, the 500 by, by far. But this is just, you know, you can't compare, you can't compare the, this to the, to the 500. It, it's two different things. And then what this actually harkens back to is they used to run uh, at IRP, which is right up the street in Claremont, where they, they still, where the U.S. Nationals are held, the drag strip, and there's also an oval there. But there also used to be a road course there. So for in the in the 60s and that, uh, it usually the, actually was the previous weekend, last weekend, they used to have a USAC stock car race in the road course, which was uh, pretty popular. And, uh, and for those interested, I also have a video that you can buy through classic video. So if you contact me through the uh, Facebook, uh, you know, it can set you up with uh, the 1964 and 66 Yankee 300s. That was won by uh, Freddie Lorenzen and Norm Nelson from Racine. Uh, iconic uh, names in stock car racing. But um, they, they ran the road course uh, with the stock cars. But they uh, they also starting in '65 would run a road course race for the Indy cars. Uh, that was usually held though, later in the year. So I mean, it, it's a way for you know it's it's a great way for them to kick off and kind of put racing back in people's minds, you know. But you can't. There's nothing that compares to the, the Indianapolis 500. I, I don't I don't care. I've been to Daytona and I love Daytona. It's fantastic, but. There's something about Indianapolis that just, it's, it's unbelievable, especially if you have the opportunity to walk on the track with the cars and the drivers before the race. There is nothing like it in the world. With all those people all around you, it's, there's, you can feel the electricity in the air. Yeah, you can. It's definitely magical down there for the 500. Well, I know that uh, all the listeners are uh got pen and paper in hand waiting to go to the window <laughs> who's going to be let's start with f1 they're running barcelona uh tomorrow who's your f1 pick uh win win these guys some money here steve yeah we, we talked to david last week about it and this thinking it's going to be a mercedes uh race and i i have to agree with them and the guy on the pole lewis hamilton uh should should probably be the winner you know, he, 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 he won a race. You know, the last race he should not have won, he won. So I guess he's plus. He's at a plus one of races, I guess. It's, <laughs> so So um, I'm going to go with Lewis Hamilton this week for F1. All right. Way to what, go out on a limb. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, with good old Kimi Rackinen this week. All right. Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari's been strong. I mean, it's uh, they, they've actually been the car to beat which is kind of surprising because everybody's wondering who can go you know who can go up against mercedes in that and uh with the exception of uh last you know i mean the two weeks ago i mean that was red bull's races red red bull's race lose and and they lost it <laughs> and then you had a ferrari uh should have won it and then mercedes could have won the number two guy could have won it uh, Botas, and then he, he, you know, he loses it, and then boom, Lewis Hamilton. It's like Lewis Hamilton usually doesn't, usually doesn't luck in the races like that, but he did. 
Well, how about the uh, actual race that uh, you have graced your presence at, the uh, Grand Prix of Indianapolis? Well, since I took chalk in the last race, I can't do I can't do willpower. I'll, I'll go with Robert Wickens. Okay, so not he's chalk. Old, he's come he's come so close, and uh, you know this this could be one that uh, he wins. All right, so yeah, you don't take the the guy starting on the pole; you take the guy starting second. All right. Well, I mean, he's a strong. Come on, he's a rookie. <laughs> There's an R next to his name, so I can't be chalk, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm unless, gonna... it's 90, unless it's 1993 and it's Nigel Mansell. Well, of course, of course. Who doesn't remember Nigel? Uh, for the uh, Grand Prix of Indianapolis, I'm going to go with Jordan King. I like that pick. Yeah, I think even if he doesn't win, I think he's going to be uh, in 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 position to get a podium finish and it'll be interesting to see the kid the kid comes from uh, england he's a road racing veteran he drives the he's the road racing guy for ed carpenter racing uh when ed's not racing the ovals and uh he's he's shown very well so far in his young career in indycar and he's driving the fuzzies vodka car so that's why i had to go with him <laughs> <laughs> looking looking forward to seeing fuzzy later this month <laughs> and they throw great parties too oh i bet they do i bet they mm-hmm. do all right steve well thank you so much for uh being a guest on your own show hey appreciate it and uh just make sure you give me the cars or, or give me the keys when you're done and make sure there's no dents on the show yeah yeah i hope so i hope there's not any I don't but... want you doing donuts now, okay <laughs> yeah the parking lot's never going to be the same so <laughs> thank you steve have a great time down at indianapolis and uh we'll talk to you next week oh wait we we, we, oh. we forgot to mention something yes we did podcast uh, yes uh jeff jeffrey and i are doing a podcast Oh, no, not another racing pot. No, it's not. We actually, uh, we are both big-time football fans, fans of the, the NFL, and, of course, fans of the Packers. And we are doing a Packer podcast called Green and Gold Then and Now. And what's different about ours is, of course, we'll talk about current what's going on current, uh, currently with the Packers, but also kind of giving a little bit of nostalgia. So uh, this first uh, podcast we did is on the uh, we, we went through the draft and then also talked about a couple of drafts in the past that might have been not so good with the Packers. So uh, we, we think you'll find it uh, entertaining. And make sure you look up uh, Green and Gold then and now on the station website and make sure you subscribe. Yep, it's online right now at 1057fmthefan.com. And I will uh, t- uh, send out a link to it as well on our Facebook page, TFI, for the final inspection show. You'll find us, and the link will be there uh, as well. So that was a lot of fun to do, and there will be more. We're going to start out doing them monthly, and then we'll get weekly as we get closer to the beginning of the season. So thank you, you thank you for remembering that. So All right. have a great time down there, Steve. We'll talk next week. Okay, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Jeff. All right, thank you much there, Steve Zaki. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking for a simple and convenient pre-approval process for your new home, construction, or renovation loan, call Great Midwest Bank, committed to providing uniquely tailored common-sense mortgage products since 1935. Now, when we come back to the final inspection show, we're going to hear again from Dennis Michelson and Lori Monroe on everything else NASCAR and get their predictions for the race tonight at Kansas. 
You're listening to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway and David Hobbs Honda. Welcome back to the Final Inspection 105.7 FM. The Fan, Dennis and Lori on a Saturday afternoon. And Lori, the other big story this week, could NASCAR really be for sale? Here's what I don't understand. Unless there's some real deep finagled connect the dots corn maze thing going on, NASCAR buys ARCA, and then all of a sudden NASCAR's for sale. That's what I don't understand. I never understood this buying the ARCA thing to start with, and then you hear that potentially NASCAR itself will be sold. Was this to sweeten the pot to have ARCA in there, or was that to take away any other form of stock car racing that could be deemed a a threat to them selling NASCAR? Well, we're not going to buy NASCAR because we can get ARCA for 15 bucks. We each have 750 in our pockets. Let's put it together. I just don't understand any of this. I, I, on one hand, it excites me. Because I'm, I think, gosh, wouldn't it be awesome if, say, Tony Stewart and, and Roger Penske and Jack Roush all pooled their money together and, and they ran NASCAR and they got rid of the point system and they only ran certain tracks and they just pared it down to a smaller, a whole smaller thing. Like, just reset the whole thing. It, it almost needs a reset anyway. I, I just don't know what to think. It just, it just, it, it just floored me when I heard that. The fact that so much information came out told me that this was a legitimate rumor. When you name, yeah, yeah. when you name Goldman Sachs, I know, and just that name alone is frightening. That name is frightening because that's the king of takeovers. Like this is a group that that's what they do, and that made me think: who could possibly have the deep pockets? to make one of these deals go down and would be interested in the sport. And quickly, quickly, I figured out who it has to be. Who's that? It has to be Comcast. It has to be Comcast and NBC Universal that want to buy the whole whole shooting match here. That's, that's what it's got to be. Now, it doesn't mean you can't have equity partners such as a Dale Jr. or a Tony Stewart or somebody with big racing roots that has that sort of fan appeal to say, oh my God, it's going to be different. Let's try it again. Because I think NASCAR has lost their way in so many ways. Yes, it's still entertaining racing. What we saw at Dover was was good racing, but I think it can be even better. I think they have too much technology right they now. Do. For stock car racing. There's a lot of technology and there's been so much change in the last few years. It's like, well, okay, well, this isn't working. We'll, we'll try this. Well, well, okay, that's not really working like we thought. Well, we'll try this. No, that's, let's just sell the thing. That's what it seems like to me. It's like, well, you just keep throwing more, more stuff in the pot and it just still doesn't taste good. Let's just dump it. Yeah. And that's how it feels. It seems to me anyway, just sort of watching from afar that Brian France's excitement about running the sport has waned. 
I mean, look at his performance. Was it, was it ever there? Well, I'm kind of wondering if it was always sort of a placeholder before doing what he really wanted to do, which is seeming to own an NFL team. Yeah. But he, in recent years, and especially at the banquet last year, he seemed like he could care less about this. The whole the whole banquet thing was just a, a freakish mess anyway, the way he would just walk past a driver, throw an award, and keep going. Yeah. Guy didn't say two words. No, that's like a server at the Waffle House, you know, who's in they a They linger mood. more. They get more of a relationship with the person they're with, someone serving you waffles and syrup. Yeah. Than the, the guy running the organization. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And then, of course, NASCAR, quickly after this story broke, and everybody does the usual story about the story thing, which is how the NASCAR press seems to be working nowadays. NASCAR leaks through one of their favorite reporters a memo that says, oh, it's nothing to see here, folks, to all of their employees. Nothing to see here, folks. There's no worries. Which makes me even more convinced that the sale is going to be imminent before the end of the year. Oh, that soon, you think, huh? I think so. I think we're about to see a big, big change in the sport. Hmm. The other big breaking news this week, of course, is that this is the return of Matt Kenseth to the Cup Series. And I am telling you, Lori Monroe, I am excited to see Matt Kenseth back. I am so excited that Matt Kenseth is returning, and it's going to be for five races. When this whole thing started up, talking about Matt Kenseth coming back, it just thrilled me. And now that the weekend is finally here, it's just... It's almost like old home week. You know, you've seen pictures throughout the week, him doing the odd thing. And I'm just so thrilled. I'm so excited. And I'm not buying what some people are saying in the media that, oh, don't expect him to go up there and do really well because, you know, uh, Trevor Bain hasn't done that well. Well, I'm sorry. I think Matt Kenseth is 100 times better a driver than Trevor Bain. And I really think that if he gets in that car, we're going to see something really good. He's not going to go out there and win. You know, I'm not expecting him to win, but I'm expecting the guy to do a hell of a lot better than Trevor Bain has. And in the next five races, maybe he can pull off a win, but I'm, I'm optimistic. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has been a contender at races this year. Exactly. Exactly. Is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. even half the driver that Matt Kenseth is? No. I, I like Ricky. He's a heck of a talent, but Matt Kenseth is a champion. Oh, yeah. He's he's the, he's the man. And Matt Kenseth hasn't lost anything. No. Like, if no, any... he was He was competitive going out last year, and he'll be competitive coming in again. And if anything, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Like, he hope, just... Yeah. He's coming into this wanting to prove to all of the owners who ignored him mm-hmm. during his free agent year that I still have something to prove here. And how well-rested is he? Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine? Because these guys take a beating. And I think the the crashes and just the wear and tear of this schedule wears these guys down. And now Kenseth comes in hungry at a track that he should do well at and a track that the Ford product should do well at. I think we're going to see something good out here in Kansas this weekend. 
He'll do good for a next school bus driver. <laughs> there you go. All right, Laurie Monroe, it's that time of the show where we put our brains to work to come up with the winner for Kansas. Uh, I'm going to let you go first, as always. You know, for some reason, I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney's a great pick this week. That is a great pick. I'm going to take Clint Boyer. I think he's going to get it done. I think this is a track where he really would love to win because it's his hometown track. And I think he's going to get it done. But I like your Ryan Blaney pick. I think it's going to be a forward either way. Well, it's it's a night race. And that's all I care about. It's going to be fun. Going to be a lot of fun. That's going to wrap it up for your NASCAR segment today. Right here on the Final Inspection. 105.7 FM. The Fan. <laughs> to the final inspection show here on sports radio 1057 fm the fan pipe bomb here bringing you down the stretch last segment of the show we like to finish with a bang what better way to finish than eddie lapine from RacingNation.com? eddie how's it going boss Oh, my God, Jeff. I think you should work every week. I, this introduction, I'm speechless. <laughs> pretty, hard, pretty hard for me to, to be speechless. Well, you know, it's, it's very rare to be riding solo with the legend. So, uh, welcome oh. welcome to the show. Now, F1, well, they've got a, a race out in Barcelona tomorrow. What uh, what are the big storylines coming out of, out of Barcelona, Eddie? Well, hopefully to keep uh, Max Verstappen and, and Danny Ricardo uh, from crashing into each other like last week. <laughs> um, that's the big news. Uh, the, the other big news, not really big news, but uh, Mercedes locked out the front row. Uh, but it, I think Vettel was more shocked because it just came out of nowhere. Uh, Lewis just annihilated him during qualifying. They kind of expected it, but... In the interview, uh, Sebastian looked pretty shocked. So it it, it was a lockout for uh, Lewis Hamilton and uh, Valerie Botas Botas for tomorrow, and it 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 should be an exciting race. I mean, that's where F1 does all their testing in preseason, and we should see a very interesting. We saw some strong. Uh, runs from uh, Haas this weekend, so it it should be a really good race. Yeah, those guys know the track well. There should it should like you said, it should be fantastic. Uh, now we just talked to Steve Zaki live from Indianapolis for the Grand Prix of Indianapolis. Uh, what's your take on on the Grand Prix of Indy? Is it an event that that is a can't miss event in your mind? Well, I mean, you always want to be at Indy. You know, I mean that's the mecca of racing. So I, I think, you know, I, I'd love to be there for that event. It, it is a good event. It's not as big as the 500. There's no doubt about it. The 500 is the spectacle, but uh, it should be a really good race. I think, you know, I mean, you're going to see, I mean, Will Powers back on his game and Jordan King, uh, who is, impressing a lot of people this year he made it into the final six and he's up there and mr wickens 
Robert Wickens is on the front row again. So I think it's going to be a, a pretty good race, which it's on in about a, an, an hour and a half. The race will be on TV. So it, it should be good. I think they're getting all of the races out of the way for Mother's Day to be clear for tomorrow. Yeah, Wickens, you know, he's definitely turning heads and King, like you said, what when I uh, when I'm looking at at the starting grid here, for me, 10, 11, and 12, where you got Castro Neves, Takuma Sato, and Tony Kanan, you know, 10, 11th, and 12th starting spot. I I want to see how that shakes out at the drop of the green flag. I think that's going to be a fantastic battle between those three. Oh, I I think anytime you get there, I mean, those guys. You know, they've been around for so long, and, it, you know, it's just like NASCAR. It's the changing of the guard. I mean, you're seeing these young kids. You don't know their names, where they're coming from, and and they're, they're turning a lot of heads, and it's going to be very exciting. It's always exciting at Indy when anybody races there. So this the road course is definitely going to be an exciting race today, uh, and it's a nice uh, way to to kick off the month of May, getting ready for qualifying next week and, and the 500 for Memorial Day weekend. So it, it's exciting, definitely. Yeah, it's such a fantastic month for, for all all areas of motorsports. May is just, you know, it, it ranks up there as, as one of the best for me. You know, the countdown to Indianapolis, obviously the 500, F1 running and, and NASCAR, you know, still going strong and, I, I like that NASCAR switched the schedule around where they run tonight on Saturday night. They used to have Mother's Day weekend off every year, and that that always drove me nuts. I, I hate when they have a bye week in the middle of the season. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, was, it was one of those things where, you know, it's nice to get a break, and I, I think with their schedule they need a break, especially uh, I think they just have – too big of a schedule that's my personal opinion and i i think it wouldn't be a bad idea to limit you know the races definitely. yeah yeah i know there was uh some drivers talking about that that leads us right into uh, nascar being for sale uh are you uh looking underneath your couch cushions uh any uh truth to the rumors that you're thinking of putting in a bid here eddie well uh, not really. I think that was all false. Uh, I, I really don't. Uh, I mean, my ideas that I've talked about for years, and I think I've brought them up on the radio show and brought them up in stories and stuff like that, is they they need to go to other tracks. And when I mean that, they, they need to do more road racing. And, and there's definitely one right down the road from the radio show that, I highly think that they missed the boat, uh, and that's Road America. I think they should have went there a long time ago after they had uh, the Nationwide or Xfinity. When they when they were there, I was there for the first time that they raced that year, and they had 100,000 people, and that's more people than they have at all the races for Xfinity for the year. So I think definitely um, – that's a track that should have been added to their schedule. Um, Sebring road racing, I think should have been uh, one thought about years ago. Um, and I think now they're trying to do that. And I think it's just a little late. And I think just, you know, I mean, their schedule, it, it's just going back to these tracks 
a second time and it, it's it's a pretty big schedule and when you run that many races you need a lot of money and you need a lot of cars and it costs a lot of money to run a team so i mean i think that's part of their problem and they have not uh wanted to uh i guess get out of the box per se yeah i think that's so. Yeah, I hear you. All right, we're down to about 90 seconds left of the show here, Eddie. Uh, for F1, if uh, the fans are going to the window, Steve took uh, Hamilton. I took Rackinen. Who you got for the F1 race? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Vettel. I, I just think that he he's gonna have to need he needs to win definitely after ha- Hamilton won last week at Baku. So oh. I think. Oh. Definitely. All right. Then the Grand Prix of Indianapolis, Steve took Wickens. I took Jordan King. Who in the uh, Eddie Lapine crystal ball do you see winning the uh, Grand Prix of Indianapolis? I, I think Will Power, a pole sitter, and I just think that he needs to uh, he needs to win one. He's had such bad luck this year. I think he's the guy. All right. And then finally the race tonight at Kansas, the return of Matt Kenseth. I'm going Truex. Uh, I've, Steve's taking Truex. Dennis took uh, Clint Boyer, and Lori took Ryan Blaney. Who you got in NASCAR? I'm going with Harvick. I I, I can't believe it. nobody took him. I, I, he's just been amazing this year. Yes, he has. I think he'll just add another one. All right. Well, Eddie, I want to thank you for joining the show. I appreciate the time. Check out RacingNation.com. Uh, Thank you, Eddie. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. Eddie Lapine joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking for a simple and convenient pre-approval process for your new home construction or renovation loan, call Great Midwest Bank, committed to providing uniquely tailored common sense mortgage products since 1935. All right. Well, that'll just about do it here for the final inspection show. Want to thank everybody that joined the show. Steve Zaki joining live from Indianapolis. He was a guest on his own show today. Imagine that. Dennis Michelson, Lori Monroe, Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. And thank you to all of you who listen. Check us out on Facebook. Just search TFI for the final inspection show. And on Twitter as well. Enjoy all the racing this weekend. Have a great Mother's Day. Buy your wife mom whoever buy them something and thank you to our sponsors the legendary great lakes dragaway in union grove and david hobbs honda until next week go get that checkered flag milwaukee i got no friends because they read the papers This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.